Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joe Barrett, and Brian today is telling us another spooky story. Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's more like a lot of stories. A lot of stories. Yeah. A lot of spooky stories. Because, so today we are talking about uh, the haunted places in D.C. Ooh, so if current modern politics in D.C. isn't scary enough, we got <laughs> ghost stories for you. Yeah, you've got a lot of ghosts in D.C., actually. Um, so, well... All of this is according to the official DC Ghosts website and George Washington University, who apparently has done a lot of research on ghosts in DC. So I didn't know that. So they have like a Ghostbusters wing? I guess. I don't know. Can you major in Ghostbusting? Mm, maybe. I don't or know. Par- what are they, paranormal studies? Paranormal, um, yeah. That actually would be a fun class. That would be very I'm not going to lie. Probably not viable for a major, though, unless you want to spend arts. <laughs> unless you want to spend your entire life on like random documentaries that no one will watch. All right, those tunders. <laughs> we had some friends from Wisconsin, and they used to love watching ghost hunters, mm. but with their northern wisconsin accent always come out ghost hunters ghost hunters we're gonna go watch ghost hunters Uh, i can't do a good northwestern accent so our first haunted place is the octagon house um it's said to be one of the most haunted houses in dc uh this is the place where the madison family stayed after the white house was burned down during the war of 1812 so go back and listen to our war of 1812 episode if you don't know why that happened oh yeah i think the the second one was the first one I appeared on. You can hear me not doing well. Uh, these hauntings um, have been reported over basically the last 200 years. So the oldest legend is the mysterious ringing of the servants' call bells. Uh, when the house um, had like bells that like you would ring with mm-hmm. like a string, um, the spirits of dead slaves would ring them loudly. This started happening around like the mid 1800s. Uh, The granddaughter of the owner of the house said that after her grandfather's death, the bells would still ring occasionally, even after the wires were cut. The dining room servant would come up and ask if anyone had rang the bell, but usually nobody had. Uh, There was another incident where a general named George D. Ramsey and his family were staying there when the bells began to ring violently, to which the butler started yelling it was a ghost. Now, if you've seen Clue, the, um, the like, mm-hmm. old 1950s movie, you know that the butler did it. But in this case, he did it. 80s. It was made in the 80s? <laughs> oh, my God. It just looks like it's from the 50s. It's in color. Oh, you're right. I don't know. I saw it when I was in... Well, I was, like, seven when I saw it. So uh, I thought it was the 50s. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Yeah, I just haven't seen it in a while. Uh, the owners tried an exorcism, uh, but that didn't work. So the bells were taken down, and they're no longer in the house. Uh, some people believe that it was rats who were ringing the bells, but most say that the cause was never discovered, and therefore it was a ghost. Ooh. Ooh. The bells still ring? Uh, they're not in the house anymore. So they still don't hear like just no. paranormal bell ringing going on? Well, there's there's other stuff. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Um, so the ghosts have moved on. Yeah, I guess. 
Um, other hauntings include ghost receptions hosted by Dolly Madison. Um, a, there's a, also a ghost in an early 1800s uniform, a gambler who was shot to death in the third story bedroom after a card game, and what they call common household ghosts, which I guess are just people who have died there and just haunt the place. I, I don't really know. Um, the thing with the gambler, um, he won a card game and the like i guess he won like too many in a row so um the dude he was playing against just shot him and then threw him out of the window that's what the same people do yeah so that is the octagon house by any chances there is there eight sides no but there's eight angles which technically makes it an octagon i don't know how you can have eight angles but not eight sides I don't know. It's weird. Are you allowed to visit the Octagon House? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure all of these places you're able to visit. Um, so next up, we have the Hay Adams Hotel. Uh, this hotel has hosted a lot of famous people, including Amelia Earhart, Angelina Jolie, and the Obama family before they were inaugurated. Um, or before Barack was inaugurated, not the whole family. Um, it's said to be haunted by the ghost of one of the founders, Henry Adams' wife. Uh, she died in 1885 before the hotel was built after drinking potassium cyanide, which was used in photography as a darkroom chemical. She was um, really big into photography. So why'd she drink cyanide? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It didn't really say. Um, to this day... People have reported that the chandelier in the lobby mysteriously swings, and her ghost walks the hallways, trailed by a smell of almonds, um, which cyanide smells like, because almonds have, like, a very small amount of cyanide in them. So do apple seeds. Yeah. Just don't eat three pounds of almonds at okay. a time, because then you'll die of cyanide poisoning. Um, they somehow still consistently get four-star reviews, just as a normal hotel. And their slogan is, where nothing is overlooked but the White House, which is a really bold move, saying that, like, you're better than everything except the White House. Like, also, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It, it's got, like, a, a balcony, and you're literally right on top of the White House. Oh, okay. Yeah. I with probably Washington, should have looked at it. With the Washington Memorial right behind it. Oh, wow. Probably should have. I'm assuming at this is pictures. a very fancy hotel that I will never be staying in. <laughs> Probably. I'm guessing. It looks very nice and very, uh, yes, fancy. Yes. <laughs> I should have looked at pictures of it before interpreting the slogan. But next up, we have Lafayette Square. So most people wouldn't consider one of the most prominent squares in D.C. to be haunted, but you already know where I'm going with this. I do. But, um... And my man! It is. It is haunted because of the one, the only, Dan Sickles. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> if you don't know who Dan Sickles is, uh, why are you even listening? <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, go listen to our Dan Sickles episodes. It's the first ones ever. Um, he is the greatest human alive. No, he's a horrible human, but he's, he's the, an interesting human. Yes, he's the greatest <laughs> human to learn about. 
Yeah, is what I that mean. Is a good phrase he is me. definitely not the greatest human alive <clears throat> because he's not alive. Correct. Also, but he is not the greatest person ever. He may be one of like top ten horrible people on earth. <laughs> he's pretty bad. Looking back, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and maybe not top ten. Given this story, like he's not a mass murderer. He is a murderer, but he's not a mass murderer. Given this story, um, you might you might agree with that he is a terrible person. So basically. Dan Sickles was very famous for his extramarital affairs, but he was kind of hypocritical because when he found out his wife, who, by the way, was a lot younger than him, was having an affair with the DA of D.C., also the grandson of Francis Scott Key, the dude who wrote the national anthem, he got really mad. Um, According to an account from a political magazine named Harper's Weekly, Dan and his wife were walking in Lafayette Square where they passed Mr. Key. As they walked by, he waved his handkerchief, which Dan assumed was directed towards his wife. He then responded with the only rational thing he could think of, which was charging at him, pushing him to the ground, and shooting him twice. Uh, go look up the drawing that they used in Harper's Weekly, because, like, it's insane. He looks, like, super mad, and it looks, like, really ruthless. Well, do you know how Francis Key tried to defend himself? How? He threw opera glasses at him. Ah, and he said, "Stop, you murderer!" And then he shot him in the groin. Shot, I think he shot him in the chest in the groin. And then he went for a third shot, and the gun jammed. Mm. So then he just threw them on the ground and just walked away. And was wandering around DC for a while. All right. Saying, "My honor, my honor, my house has been dishonored." I mean, I would probably feel that way if I did that. Not that I'm ever going to do that. I hope not. Yeah, don't aspire to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> there's also a bystander in the drawing, so I don't know why he didn't do anything to stop it. But, uh, you they know. watched it happen from the White House. Well, in the drawing, there's, like, a dude, like, right there. You literally had Buchanan staff members watching it happen. And they're like, hey, James, your bud just murdered someone out in the front yard. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> uh, so he later went on to being put on trial for murder. And then he was the first American to use temporary insanity as a defense. And somehow he won the case. Well, he also murdered the guy that was going to be prosecuting him. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, he was then noted a hero for, quote, saving all the ladies of Washington from this rogue named Key. So, um, from my understanding, Key and old Dan, they were kind of in competition, not only over Dan's wife, but just about every other woman in DC. Yeah. There was a rivalry there because <laughs> they were scoundrels. So now Lafayette Square <clears throat> is haunted by Key's ghost between 15th and 16th streets where he was shot in 1865. He revealed himself to Secretary of State William Seward to warn him of an assassination attempt, which he Seward was originally planned to be killed in the Lincoln assassination plot before um, before they changed it. Because like originally Lincoln was just supposed to be kidnapped and other people were supposed to be killed, but then John Wilkes Booth kind of had too much to drink. I think Seward got attacked. Yeah. But he was, a, yeah, he was supposed to be kidnapped. He was yeah. supposed to be killed originally. Um, 
So next we have the old stone house. Um, this is the oldest unchanged building in DC and the last pre-revolutionary building there still on its original foundation. Um, there is said to be at least 11 spirits that reside there. Uh, these include a woman in a brown dress, a blonde man with long hair and a blue jacket, a woman in a rocking chair, two men in colonial clothing, a young girl who runs up and down the stairs, a boy named Joey who plays on the third floor, and a carpenter that is thought to be the builder of it, Christopher Lehman. Uh, there have also been reports of electric voice phenomenons, which are recordings where noises are in the recording that weren't heard by the people like when they were actually there. Um, these include grunts, growls, and just random whispering. Uh, there is one spirit, though, that is more infamous than the rest. He's one of the few malevolent spirits in DC and one of the most famous. His name is George. Uh, most people believe that he was a murderer in his past life, which they like to use to explain his wickedness. Uh, there have been many stories of him biting, scratching, pushing, and choking people. Um, he also especially hates women and will attack them if they enter his bedroom. Uh, there have even been rumors that he has stabbed people that enter his bedroom, which, like, you really hate women I, in your I bedroom guess. that much. Wow. Um, while in the house, there are apparently cold spots that, war that like, won't even warm up during the summer. People believe that this is George's presence telling you to leave before he starts attacking you. So, uh, don't face the wrath of George if you're ever in the old stone house. Have you ever been in the old stone house? I have not. I've walked by it. It's in uh, Georgetown. It's not too far away from the exorcist steps. I was about to talk about this. Oh, That's you go. my next what thing. Leadway? Yep. So um, this isn't a haunted place, but I thought it was cool. Um, I saw these. I went on a tour of Georgetown University recently, and um, I got to saw them. I got to walk on them. Um, so at Georgetown, there's a stairway that was used in the exorcist. Um, it's the scene where the priest like jumps out the window and rolls down the stairs. Um, during filming, students charge people $5 to watch the stuntman fall down 75 steps, um, which is equivalent to five stories. So I guess they made a lot of money because apparently a lot of people wanted to see this. Um, that's all about those. Um, yeah, I just thought it was cool that they're in DC. Um, so for these final two, these are buildings that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, starting off, we have the U.S. Capitol building. Um, so a lot of ghosts are in here because at least 11 people have died while on his grounds. Um, according to a security guard's testimony from the 1890s, the building's statues come alive and dance on New Year's Eve. Maybe a new idea for a Night at the Museum movie? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if we well, can get, uh, was it Paul Rudd or... Ben Stiller. ben Stiller. It was Ben Stiller. Ben, okay. Ben Stiller. I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, if we could get Ben... Oh, yeah, because Owen Wilson's in that movie. Mm -hmm. If we can get Ben Stiller to agree to it, then maybe. Night in the Capitol? <laughs> uh, there have been... A, oh, I already said that. Um, the first one, or one of the first to die on the Capitol was President John Quincy Adams. Except he wasn't president um, when he died. He remained in politics well after he left the White House. 
So while giving a speech to the House of Representatives, uh, he all of a sudden suffered a stroke. He was then moved to the Speaker's room where he died two days later. It's said that to this day, you could still hear his ghost straining to finish his speech that was interrupted by his death. Uh, I don't know where you can hear it, but I guess you can. Uh, during the Civil War, the Capitol building served as like a makeshift infirmary for the Union, where several soldiers died. However, there is the spirit of one soldier that is said to have never left the Hall of Statues, and many workers have said that they sometimes see his shadow. Maybe he's just a big fan of statues. I mean, they're cool. I'm assuming that's in the rotunda? Uh, probably. Wherever the Hall of Statues is, I'm not really <laughs> sure. I've never been to the Capitol, I can't tell you. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, many congressmen have died, including one named William Preston Talby. Uh, a reporter once exposed him for having an affair, and they often met in the Capitol where the journalist was relentlessly teased by him. Finally, he reached his breaking point and shot him in the stomach, where he died. Uh, it's said that a stain on the staircase from his blood um, may have remained there after his death, and apparently the stain is, like, still there. Uh, finally, in the capital, we have what is called the demon cat. It's said to be a black cat that appears before a natural disaster, or national disaster happens. Uh, the first time it showed up, Lincoln was shot two weeks later. In 1929, it showed up, and two weeks later, the stock market crashed. And finally, in 1963, it showed up, and two weeks later, uh, Kennedy was assassinated. So, if you ever see a black cat in the Capitol, just... Run away? Yeah, prepare yourself for something. Um, there have been no sightings of it ever since, so... So, I guess the Hall of Statues is just like, it's not the Rotunda, it's something else... And apparently every state provides two statues of someone important from their state. Hmm. And there's 99 because Virginia only sent one. What did, who was it that Virginia sent? Um, I'm afraid to look. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yep, that's who I thought it was going to be. Give me one guess. Jefferson? Robert E. Lee. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe not the... Best move for your state. Never mind. Wait. Forward. Never mind. They they took they removed it in twenty twenty. Mm. It's now George Washington. All right. Yeah, he's from Virginia. So that's why they only got ninety nine. It was George Washington and Robert E. Lee ah. in twenty twenty. They removed Robert E. Lee. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. So now I would think you'd want George Washington. Yeah, you definitely want George Washington. Yeah. So now for the final haunted building in D.C., we have the White House. Uh, many people consider this to be the most haunted building in the country due to just the sheer amount of people who have lived there and died while living there. Uh, the first spirit that appears there is Abraham Lincoln, who appears in the Lincoln bedroom and yellow oval room. He was first seen by First Lady Grace Coolidge and then Winston Churchill and Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands. So... I guess a lot of people see Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln's son, Willie, also appeared frequently to the staff of President Grant in the 1870s. Uh, Mary Todd actually used the Red Room for seances to try and reach him from beyond the grave, since spiritualism was very popular during the Civil War. Go listen to our episode on Mary Todd Lincoln and the entire Lincoln family. She would do it with Dan. Yeah. 
do have seances with Dan Sickles. Ah, good old Dan what Sickles. Definitely a guy. Um, a footman under President Grant who worked at the White House until the early 1900s reportedly saw the ghosts of Lincoln, Grant, McKinley, and several first ladies. Uh, many rooms of the White House have different ghosts haunting them. The Yellow Oval Room has Jefferson playing the violin. The Rose Garden is protected by Dolly Madison. I guess her ghost can be in two places at once, since she's also in the Octagon House. Uh, the Blue Room is haunted by President Tyler, where he is said to be eternally nervous as he, pro pro at, as he proposes to his second wife, Julia Gardner. So, yeah. Uh, the Attic is haunted by the greatest president to ever live, William Henry Harrison, who was the first to die in the White House um, after 30 days after contracting typhoid. Greatest president ever. William um, Harrison? Yeah. He did nothing except be sick and die. What about Van Buren? Van Buren. <laughs> I don't even know what Van Buren did. I think he also died extremely quick in the White House. Well, not as quick as William Henry Harrison. Oh, okay. Uh, Abigail Adams used to hang her laundry in the East Room, where you can still smell wet clothes and lavender. Um, a famous spirit in the White House is Anna Surratt, who bangs the on the doors asking to see President Jackson. It's believed that this is so she can get a pardon for her mother. I mean, I don't know why you would go to Jackson, of all people. What her mother do? Uh, I don't know. It didn't say. Uh, the final two spirits that roam the White House are David Byrne, not the singer for the Talking Heads, <laughs> um, who was the original owner of the land the White House is on, and an unnamed British soldier who still walks the grounds carrying a torch. I guess he was someone who burned it down in the War of 1812. And that is it. The Haunted Places of the District of Columbia, Ooh. or as I wish it was called, the Capital. D.C. sounds very spooky. It apparently is. Very spooky at night. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure they have many a ghost tours at night. Oh, definitely. Like, the um, website I was using, the official ghost website of <laughs> D.C., um, also does ghost tours. So, yeah. Put that in the, on the itinerary next time I go to D.C. Yeah. It can't be fun. Well, thank you for listening. Join us next week as we have another spooky tale. Ooh. Oh, that was great harmonizing. <laughs>